Welcome to another episode of Pastor Six Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Brown. Joining me as always is Tsunami Wave. What's going on, man? What's up, man? How you doing today, man? I'm feeling great. I hope you're feeling great. I'm doing good. Doing good. Another episode. You ready to rock and roll? Yes, sir. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. If you guys are new, this show is split into five parts. We start off with what games we're currently playing, and then from there we'll go on to This Week in Gaming, where we'll briefly cover games that drop during this week in history. Then from there, we'll go on to latest industry news, talk about what's going on in the gaming world, and then we'll each have a topic to bring t- to the table. Then at the end, we'll we'll do one has to go or game versus this week is my week. So I already got <laughs> you already know how how we give it up with that. So all right, so um as far as what I've been playing this week, kind of been uh, even killed with last week. Outriders been grinding it. Actually, yep. um, I got a little bone to pick with developers down there. Uh, they messed up a character, man. You know, I grinded out my pyromancer because uh, I'm in a fire. I kind of been like that since I was a kid. So it was only right. Right. Uh, and I made my pyro and I got it to level 30 and I was ready to take it to the exhibitions, which is the, the game, the end game or after game or whatever you want to call it, uh, to get the, the, the good gear, you know, and, uh, got home from work on a Friday, ready to play and could not get into it because it just, it didn't, wouldn't connect to the server. So, um, Outriders been having some server issues over the week and, uh yeah, it kind of messed me up, but I enjoyed the game, so I immediately just remade my character the same exact way and started grinding back to thirty. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Okay, yeah. So I started out the week playing Outriders as well. Um, a lot of fun. Still just trekking through the game. Um, and then what happened was I got an email reminding me that I actually pre-ordered MLB The Show Twenty One, and I completely forgot because I pre-ordered it. Like I want to say like like five months ago when they first announced it was coming to the series X, I pre-ordered it and I completely forgot. So these past few weeks I've been talking about like, Oh, it's coming to game pass. And obviously, I mean, I'm, I still got the game. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I didn't even get to take advantage of the fact that it's on game pass. Cause I pre-ordered it. Cause I was so hyped and I figured ain't no way in hell a Sony. Well, a former Sony exclusive is coming to game pass. And Long behold, it did. So I've been playing that game. I will say, obviously, as we are recording on Monday night, the 19th, it will drop in a few hours. Yo, the game is special. Yeah, the game is special. I played it. I actually, even though I, I got it on Friday, I've been playing it since Saturday night. Um, Fun graphics look crazy if you're playing on next gen. Although I will say MLB the show, it always looks great. So yeah. Even if you're playing on last gen, it still looks great. Gameplay is smooth. And for if you're like me and you like playing with the Xbox controller, then obviously it's going to be fun to play a baseball game again. Xbox, we back. (laughs) (laughs) I do do have the show. I just did not get the... I was under the impression that if you pre-ordered it, that you was getting it early off, off the top. I didn't realize that I had to buy the Jackie Robinson edition. 
Um, I'm not okay. really into addition type game. Uh, the addition part of the games like Jackie Robinson edition, uh, yeah. Kobe Bryant edition, because I don't buy the physical copy of the game, so I, right. I don't feel that the need to uh, pay the extra fifteen dollars to have a picture uh, on my game console. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I can actually I feel hold you, yeah. it in my hand, or it don't come with anything. It's just uh, you know in game stuff that you know doesn't really matter. Feeling that yo, the game is smooth, man. It plays great. Um, the presentation part of it is amazing as always. So yeah, if you got Game Pass, check out the game, man. If you're if you like baseball or like playing baseball games, you don't even have to like like the sport. It's it's basically for everyone. Everyone can pick up and play. Check it out. Um, I'm excited to play. I already started the franchise and what's their ver- version of their. My player, which is called Road to the Show. Um, amazing, detailed mm-hmm. as hell, challenging, but yet fun as hell. Like it's a very addicting game. But I'm gonna stop right there because I'm as we as you know, I'm gonna be talking about this game for a while. But Xbox, we here, game pass <laughs> tonight. Get the game, y'all. Yeah, let us broke people, you know, wait. Yeah, let's say some <laughs> details for us broke people that gotta wait to tomorrow, you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> Let's move on to this week in gaming where we talk about games that dropped during this week in history. And we're gonna start out with the game that really, 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 and I mean really pissed me off. And <laughs> oh man, yo. We are talking about WWE WrestleMania 21 was dropped on the Xbox 16 years ago. Now, what the reason why I'm saying this game pissed me off is simply because of one big thing the gate this is one of the few and i mean few wrestling games ever that i can honestly say the gameplay was absolutely and i mean 110 percent trash (laughs) like i'm not even joking like i'm not i'm not even playing around this time majority time y'all know me i give the benefit of the doubt but today is not one of them yo this game is garbage (laughs) like like the gameplay is garbage it's hard to play for some odd reason i mean though now i'll just get the positive out of the way first for the time and even now the characters on the game look gorgeous like 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 the way they look um the way they look in the ring the entrances they look amazing so the presentation of it is actually very very good no issues there but as soon as you as soon as the bell rings to play the game is incredibly difficult. It really doesn't make sense. This is one of the few games that I, you can tell that it wasn't made by people who liked playing wrestling games. Like many, if you look, look up interviews from people from THQ who made the No Mercies, the SmackDown, SmackDown versus Raw, the games that we ended up loving, as well as Revenge, they you could they often said they played the game, so it was easy for them to test out the games because they love playing the games. I'm not sure if that was the case with this one because this was not made by THQ. But if it was, I can't tell, man. Because, yo, this game is absolutely horrible. This is one of the few bad games I could talk about all day because it had tremendous potential, especially if you guys remember, the Xbox had the ability for custom soundtracks. So you can create your wrestler and have them come out to whatever song you want with custom soundtracks. That part was dope. But again, what's a wrestling game if you can't play it? You know what I mean? It's like the game 
NFL head coach. In theory, it was a good game. But if being that in that game, you can't go on and play with the football team. How how long are you actually going to play that game for? I still have this game. I bought it. I should have returned it to Best Buy, got my $50 back. <laughs> but I held on to it for all these years. Um, the last thing I'll say before I pass it over is, for some reason, this game. Now, I've been a WWE fan all, all my life. But for some reason, this game, the announcer is like this Japanese dude, which makes me think this game was made in Japan and then ported over. Like, for example, John Cena around this time was a big wrestler. He was making he was making his way way up. When he came out, the guy was like, John Cena. <laughs> like his name is John Cena, but they said John Cena. I'm like, yo, this dude, he don't know nothing about wrestling. Like, <laughs> so I could go on, yo, yo, this game is so bad that it actually might be worth to even stream it. That's how bad this game is. I usually don't hear me go in on a game like this, but I'm telling you, yo, this game is garbage. It's great to look, look. It's great to look at as long as you got it on mute. Yeah, I'm like, only like, Oh man. But yo, I'm gonna pass it over to you, man. Do you have? Any experience with this garbage ass game? Nah, good, good thing I don't. But uh, I would say this though: this game was made by THQ. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry oh, to break man. it to you. Yo, but, uh, THQ did actually make this game. Um, the, the Damn. Thing about it is, right? I'm with you. I didn't expect that because you know I saw T. Like I said, I didn't. I never played this game. By the time I was uh, by the time this game came out, I was I was past uh. Uh, the wrestling video games, like I said, around that six, I would think I was around 16 ish. Um, I was into sports all, all the way. So, um, but I did watch sure, wrestling, yeah. you know what I'm, I'm saying? saying? So, uh, I, I always was familiar with THQ. So I saw that looking up the game and I figured that when you spoke on it, because I know you love wrestling games, that you would have nothing but high hopes for it. So it just threw me straight. <laughs> for a loop when you started going in and calling it trash. So this is the first game that we heard you call trash. And, and you know, our audience that, that has been uh, listening to us since the beginning know that we don't really like to uh, particularly call games trash. We try to be a little bit objective when we when we speaking. So when we do uh, call a game trash, it's, it's really passionate it comes from a place of passion in in love you know what i'm saying because you got to love something to kind of hate it you know right. what i mean and uh that's how i feel when it comes to you know uh titanfall 2 is is i love titanfall and then they followed <laughs> it up with that so like i right. feel you on that and that's why i was laughing so hard because i i can relate to it you know um but looking at it you know it uh, for two thousand and eight, what what was this? Two thousand and uh, eight, fifty five, two thousand five, two thousand six. I think it was two. Yeah, yeah, sixteen years. Two thousand five, two thousand six. Well, wait, hold on. I was like, yeah, I wasn't sixteen. I yeah. gave myself too much age. But anyway, I won't tell nobody how old I was. But I wasn't sixteen. But anyway, um, I still wasn't. <laughs> I still was uh, straight into sports though. But I'm looking at this for that year. This ain't that bad, you know. I feel like. What THQ yeah, probably right. messed up on is they probably just tried to be a little too technical with the with the sticks or the game, uh, and forget that it's for kids. Yep. First, first and foremost, it's for kids, right? And then the grown ups come after that. So trying to make the stick do this, this, and that, and that is not it. Keep it simple, stupid. 
Right. Yo, and now the one thing I will say is like this game, it really did feel like, like for those of you who know, know me that, and you'll see exactly where I'm going. The gameplay itself felt a lot like the UFC games where it's like, uh, maybe a little bit too overcomplicated, but I, and again, in UFC, I get it because obviously it's a more of a strategic. Strategic game. Wrestling games are basically, you know, the best ones that that we've ever played had more of an arcade style to it. So I'm like, you play the game to have fun. This one felt like they did all of, they created the wrestlers, they made them look great, they created the arenas, they did all that, and then they was like, at the end, it was like, yo, we gotta actually, like, how do you actually play the game? And they kind of rushed the rest of it. And it was sad, too, because this was coming off the video game WWF, that's right before they had to change the name, uh, WWF Raw 2, which actually was a great game on the Xbox. So this one was highly anticipated. Like this game sold like millions and millions of copies, but I'm going to assume that millions and millions of copies was returned because I would like, again, I give games the benefit of the doubt big time. But when I first played this game, I like I'm talking about within a few hours, I was like, yo, I need to take this game back. The only reason the only reason why I did not was because obviously at the time I was young, I didn't have a ride back to the mall. And I remember my dad being like, nah, you bought the game, you're gonna <laughs> hey, play you're it. Stuck with that. <laughs> okay, that that really explains. <laughs> well, See, like, that's what I was saying right. earlier a little bit. Like, that's the passion. Like, you really hated that moment right there when your dad was right. like, nah, you gotta keep that. And all that came out when you spoke about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yo so i was like man this game is garbage bro Cause i will never forget it came down for me it was either buy this or buy the game state of emergency i'm yep, sure state i'm of almost positive too. it was that so i was like right right and the the, the 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 wildest part was my stepbrother mike he had the mm-hmm. xbox i had a ps2 so like he had the xbox so he was like yo but if you buy that game you can play my xbox whenever you want so i'm like i right, bet so i, I bought the game so then i was like damn i don't even want to play the xbox you know what i mean so i was like i was like i should have bought state of emergency especially the fact that i ended up buying that game eventually and i love that game so i was like i wasted fifty dollars wwe thq they still owe (laughs) me fifty dollars fortunately they uh they've been (laughs) let's move on though been no no more that's sad case we got to talk about that at one time yeah I, yeah, I know, man, because, yo, they did a lot of good stuff. Like, they really did. But let's move on, y'all, to a game that, well, move on to a franchise that I loved big time. Um, They actually got a movie coming out in a few days now. It was supposed to drop this past Friday, but it got pushed back a week in theaters and now on HBO Max. But today we are talking about Mortal Kombat 9. This game dropped, uh, what was it, 10 years ago, which to me feels crazy because I remember right before this game was announced, I remember saying, well, I remember saying like, yo, I don't think we're ever going to get a new MK game because at this point, it's been a while. It was like seven years, I think, between Armageddon and then this. And I remember being like, yo, MK, I, I, th- I think at this point, we might just get... Like basically, like you know, the arcade games, like it'll come to Xbox Live Arcade, the PS Now Store. I mean, the PS Store, 
And I was like, I think we're done. And then they announced it. And I was like, oh, sh-. like we're talking about the the latter half of the 360 and PS3 graphics at the time at the time of course was at an all-time high and right and here we got the game called mortal Kombat. but if you're a fan like 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 me we call it mortal Kombat 9 because it really was the ninth game yo i thought this game was amazing this is one this is the first game to go back to 2d fighting which i love because some of the 3d fighting games for mk got a little weird and like basically the sidestep and everything it was very easy to like cheat with that but with this game going back to basically this game went back to his roots like it told like the original story of the first game but obviously the first game came out in 1990 Mm -hmm. i think one so obviously we got to see everything we saw in the first one expanded because now we're talking about it's on the 360 ps3 graphics looks great character selection was amazing the storyline was great as always I had a lot of fun with this game and bonus for I pass it over. The, 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 the best DLC was Freddy Krueger was in this game. And I feel when I first played with him, I was like, Oh, yo, I was like, what is this? This was the first game to really have somebody outside of the MK world come into the game. You know what I mean? All right. My man so, was looking for the bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for that. Yo. bourbon. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm gonna pass it over to you. What do you think about this game? And then, uh, quickly give your thoughts on the movie that's dropping this Friday. All right, so uh, this Mortal Kombat Nine was when Mortal Kombat uh actually realized that they should stick to the formula. Man, they've been killing it along with Street Fighter with the 2D view, if you want to call it like th- call it that. Um. As far as they franchise go, then you got games like uh, Soul Calibur and uh, Tekken coming out where you came, you know, they started to come out where you could do like the sidestep and use more of the environment. And I think Mortal Kombat felt like it needed to kind of evolve with it in order to stay relevant. And then um, I, to me personally, now I could be wrong because like really this is just a theory, but Mortal Kombat might have seen a game like Injustice. And saw how they was able to keep that 2D view element and keep and, you know, and still build a fan base off of it. Obviously, they couldn't look at Street Fighter because Street Fighter is a a brand like them. Right. So they're not they're not really going to go anywhere so they can stay 2D and people still going to love it because it's like that's that's Street Fighter. Right. So, yeah, when you look at a new game like Injustice. And you could say, oh, it's because it's Superman, Batman, all the superheroes or whatever like that. It's, it's, the, it's the style of the game that give the game flair. It's not only that you use Flash and all of them people, but it's, you know, it's, it's no running. It's right, it's, you know, head, you know, no hope, right, right in your face, no running, uh, no holes, bars, really brutal. And people took to that. And Mortal Kombat was like, yo, that is the root of our game. So why not go back to it and it works? <laughs> and then you know you add yeah. my man uh F dot Kruger in the building and it just made yeah. a beautiful <laughs> uh collection of games, man. My favorite is always gonna be uh Johnny Cage because I just saw him on the screen, so I just I had to put 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 that out. Ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to be uh like Johnny Cage when it came when we played Mortal Kombat uh, at the crib. Feel me? I feel you on that. 
Yeah, yo. I ain't. Yo, I wasn't getting punched in the nuts. What I think... <laughs> <laughs> yo, one of the games, one of the big things I loved about this game was the fact that, like, it really did feel like, you know, to turn back to basics. And Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat has always been about story, but of course, blood, gore, fighting, combos, whatever. You know what I mean? If you, we always can, like, pick it apart and say, okay, Games like Street Fighter probably had better combos or Dead or Alive or Tekken and things like like that probably had a better control scheme. Mm-hmm. But MK, the story, was what kind of brought it all together. Like, even now with MK11, which we're about to touch upon, hint, hint, that a lot of people, when certain characters make a return to the game, some people are like, yo, people get hyped. Like... Uh, and Deadly Alliance, um, Deception, these are all the games that were on the Xbox, PS2, and Game GameCube. A lot, lot of them. And that and the story mode in those was cool too, but what start what started to happen was they started to branch out the characters. So like let's say Liu Kang for that game was dead. So he had the shackles mm-hmm. and chains. And one of the big problems with that game was some people were like yo we want the old Liu Kang back you know what I mean the, like the way like the way that yeah. we grew up with him this game kind of had that return you know what I mean but it still kept on to certain characters that people love like Quan Chi which it was which made his debut in Mortal Kombat 4 um, for the N64 PlayStation but for most fans Mortal Kombat really was its heyday was on the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo. That's where mm-hmm. p- people remember it best. So the fact that they kind of tapped into that, I thought was genius. Cause I thought at this point, I was like, I don't know if we're ever going to get a MK game again at this time. And long behold, we ended up getting three, three more. And so far they're three for three. And I hope we get a fourth one because obviously if they're going at that rate, I think they good to go. So let's segue into the next game, which happens to be Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> uh, was dropped <laughs> was dropped two years ago. So again, we had a so X dropped in 2015, 11 dropped in 2019. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. That is the second shortest gap between games. Fact check me or whatever, but I think I think I'm right on that. Actually, no, I can't be. Actually, I, I'm completely wrong on that. My bad. Disregard that last yeah, part. I mean, <laughs> I'm not even going to cut that yeah, out. Like, yeah, like, I, I was going to let you rock. You know what I mean? Do you think? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yo, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it too. Because like, I'm, I said a four year gap would be the second biggest, but somehow they had four games in the span of five years in the 90s. So that yeah, wouldn't. Like, that's that how can't games is dropped possible, in the 90s. So. You feel me? In the 80s and 90s. You had to right. do it every year. You drop a new game. So. Yo, but Mortal Kombat 11, I will say this right off the bat, and people going to say I'm sacrilegious. I think pound for pound, this is the best Mortal Kombat game of all time. A lot of people may, you know, a lot of retro fans are going to be like, oh, hell no, because obviously, you know, back in the day, that's what you, that's what we did. Like, we played MK Street Fighters, but nah, bro. Mortal Kombat 11, for a video game, the story mode is absolutely amazing obviously being on xbox uh well now series x ps5 but also xbox one and ps4 and and the switch 
It looks amazing. Obviously, playing in 4K and all that has been great. The frame rates are amazing. The game looks gorgeous. Like when I played, when I ran through MK11, well, both the original story mode and the DLC, my wife, she watched it and she was like, yo, this is just like watching a movie. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, and like she thought it was absolutely amazing. This actually was more of her introduction, her introduction to Mortal Kombat. Like, of course, she heard about it. She knew what it was, but she was like, that's the first time she learned the characters and things like that. Um, the gameplay again is 2D again. So they stuck with that, which I'm glad they did. Um, they had a, they, they kind of went back more to the, old crew because i you know as you guys know last week we covered mortal kombat x and that introduced a bunch of new characters characters. this this game they kind of went back to basics with the characters but but yet they still had a good amount like basically like in this game you could play with um the terminator (laughs) schwarzenegger which I thought was a little odd but playing with but but playing as him in the game is actually dope I, I can't lie like it's actually kind of fun to play with as well as uh Leatherface and other guys. But what's your experience with this game, man? You did you play it? Did you like it? Of course. I mean, yeah, I, I played it. Uh, like I well, I mean, I'm not gonna keep on with the like I said stuff. All right, so I just re- you know repeat myself for the new audience. But if you don't know, my dad is a big uh fighting game you know guy connoisseur if you must um and he loved mortal kombat that's his kind of that's his franchise of choice as far as fighting games go so he got all right. of these uh, my little sister would beg to differ on you saying it's the best game she would probably say 10 is the best because okay. that is her favorite but um i do enjoy this game right here like you said it's more for me it got um you know, a lot of the characters that I'm familiar with growing up, uh, the one before 10 had like a lot of the next generation new uh, characters yep. uh, along with some of the older characters, but made them older, which made me feel older. Uh, but right. when you come to this one, they kind of gave them, you know, more of a, a a flavor of youth, if you must, you know, a kind of, like you said, try to capture the essence of Mortal Kombat, which is just uh, brutal butt kicking. And I'm right, yeah, and yeah, I man. Like, one of the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yo, one of the things that they did great in this game, and you also could play as uh, Ram- Rambo as well, because of course, if you have Swartz, you gotta have Stallone too, right? Like, I'm actually waiting for them to put. Uh, oh, so the Rambo Rocky. thing is not random to you, but having Terminator, who is a human no, killing, no. A killing machine for an uh, alien killing machine. That's weird. The only <laughs> Rambo being in this The only reason why I was, nah, the only reason why I'm saying Rambo is not weird is because he got announced after uh Terminator. If it was the other way around, I'd be saying the same thing. Like I actually just figured Dude, if so Swartz is in got one, any killer characters though. No. That and that that's exactly what I was about to say. I'm waiting for Rocky to be in a game where basically his fatal his fa- fatality is he gets ass beat the entire match, <laughs> then come back at the very end. Right? <laughs> I'm waiting on that. But yo, the one of the things I loved about this game specifically was the fact that in this game, a lot of the new characters like uh Centrion or 
uh, Kotal Khan or um, Collector. One of the dope thing thing about them was if you play the story mode, you know why they're relevant to the game and, and, and to the characters that you loved. I thought that was dope because a lot, like especially in fighting games, new characters at times can basically not get used. People be like, I don't care about this per person. In this game, you kind of have to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The cutscenes and the backstory was so great that like when you watch it, you're like, damn, like, okay, I get why I need to care about um Centrian and what her plot is, basically as she's the the main boss. Or I care about Jackie Briggs or um um uh, what's her name? Cassie Cage, who they were in MKX too, but in it's also dope how MKX bleeds into eleven. So I thought it was a great man. Um I still play this game to this very day. Um, I haven't played it in about a month or two, but um, that but but that's only because I ran through the uh, DLC, which is also dope. They released as DLC a whole second story mode. Now fans didn't like it quite as much, but I thought it was good. Um, oh, you 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 know what I was about to say, man? Like fans could be mad about about that, but like really think about what Mortal Kombat has been doing as far as um not DLCing you to death. Right. Right. They haven't been DLCing you to death. They've been actually putting out a whole new game of content for you every so often. You know what I'm saying? Like 2005, I think that's when Grand Theft Auto uh, 5 came out. 2006 or something like that. What? Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto 5 been out forever. Okay. Right. Um, Mortal Kombat, and they just dropping DLCs out the yin yang, and people eating it up. But Mortal Kombat dropping the game every two or three years, and you complaining because they want to give you a DLC in between time, right? Like for like, like for what? example, Grand Theft Auto Five dropped in 2013. Um, the only reason why I know oh. that because that's that's the first one I ever bought day one. But your point is valid because initially. That game only dropped on um, Xbox 360 and PS3. That wasn't no PS4 or Xbox One title. In fact, they weren't even out yet when that game dropped. So you're you're 100% right. That game dropped on the last gen, went all the way through through this gen, and that game was put back on Game Pass last week. Um, <laughs> it's on next like, gen now. Right. It's on and next like, gen now with the XS next to it. Right, and like, I'm like, are you serious? I, that game is good, but like, yo, how much can we, you know what I mean? Like, what the hell is like Randy Watson from, uh, what's the name, from Coming to America. That right. boy, that boy, good. <laughs> right, you know, three like, different systems, three different generations of systems. Right, and like, personally, I'm like, okay, that's cool, but I'm, I'm like, uh, all right, let's get on to uh, six now, you know what I mean? Like, I like, love Rockstar, period, right? But that's ridiculous. Yeah. Drop six, Rockstar, please. Right, right. So, yo, that's all we got for this week in gaming. Next week, we'll probably have more games, but also we got some more fire next week. As always, let's jump over into these industry news. And this week, it seems like these topics we got are pretty damn loaded. Now, if you remember two weeks back, we talked about how Sony, um, basically, they locked down the PS3 and PS Vita store and was like, 
we're done. No more support. And then last week, I believe we talked about how developers weren't even put on notice that this was happening. Well, we have a new development and that is Sony will actually open back up those stores and continue to sell the PS3 and Vita games after all. So <laughs> like, before I even get more into exactly what will happen, what's your initial thoughts on that alone? I mean, I thank you PlayStation for doing the right thing. So that's right. the first thing, because that's obviously the right thing to do. For um, you gonna lead them develop the developers out in the wind. They out there spending resources, time, and money um to develop this game for you and your company, and then you don't even let them know that you're gonna stop selling that product. <laughs> right. So like they probably have a whole studio directly for PS Vita or PS3 games still right. which you know it's not weird cuz people still buy those games and then you shutting down that whole studio without even giving them time to cover headway or whatever else they got to do before they could properly shut down cuz I don't really know how gaming studios go about closing down studios when they don't there's no more need for them you know what i mean right yo now ceo of sony well their gaming division jim ryan stated you know it's clear they made the wrong decision and they will continue to live on. Although the PSP will not. And I think that's, I think fans everywhere can say that's obviously a little bit more understandable. The PSP dropped in 2006. We covered it a few weeks ago, but my initial thoughts here, and I did see on Twitter, a lot of Sony fans are calling out Jim Ryan, and not only Sony fans, a lot of gaming fans in general. I saw a lot of Xbox guys who only play Xbox was like, what is he doing? Because two weeks ago, they seemed so adamant we're moving on. Mm -hmm. Going towards the future, whatever. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be the conspiracy guy, but I feel like all of a sudden Xbox, here they are on the other side, Ripping and rolling. This is coming again. Game Pass. We're doing this with the X Cloud, which we're about to talk about. This and that. And now all of a sudden they're like, well, we're keeping the stores open. <laughs> like, like Sony right now, obviously the PS5 is still doing numbers. Um, despite a lot of fans saying they can't get their hands on one. It's going to be one of the highest selling consoles of all time by by default. PlayStation is still dope, but things seem a little bit rattled over there. Hold on, though, right? Because you know, uh, I think we we forget we forget to address one important detail in this whole article. Because I maybe I missed it, so maybe maybe you read it and I and I just missed it. Okay, but um. I, I like they they was also in the when we first start talking about it two weeks ago it wasn't just the stores that they were shutting down they were shutting down the the whole multiplayer uh server like they were shutting down the server that the multiplayer part of it and the store right yeah. it was there was going to be no more way to co- uh, connect to the internet period now with this article he's only allowing you to buy games Right. So the only thing you can do with a PlayStation 3 or PS Vita from after those two dates that we discussed, July 2nd and August 27th, I believe, 
you're going to only be able to um, buy video games online. You won't be able to play multiplayer with your friends on it. You won't be Ooh. able to do anything online with any of those games you're buying besides buying it. So I don't see this as anything besides a money grab. And I don't know how they can convince me otherwise unless he goes back and say, I forgot to add that we're also going to bring back the multiplayer uh, server. You but know what? they're not because why would they put money into that? Yeah, you know what? I didn't even think about that. That's, I didn't if, see that in the article. Right. If you that's the case, I'm going to say right out the back. I take back everything I said, and that's garbage. You know what I mean? If that's the case. Now, I just skimmed through the article as you said that, and you're right. I mean, I've skimmed through it on a few sites. There was no mention of that. So if you could just play these games, it's basically it's like it's like going to a, a retro game store and buying a GameCube game. There ain't going to be no type of support for it. You know what I mean? What you that's get it. is what, what you get, and that's kind of whack because I know Sony... And a lot of the games have DLC, certain things that, you know, kind of become crucial to the game. You know what I mean? So, like, if you can't do that, then now, now, now that's whack. You know what I mean? If you can't play online, that kind of defeats the purpose. You you see what I'm saying? So, I'm like, and this comes on the heels now. And another big problem that fans had with them, especially with CEO Jim Ryan, was the whole thing about backwards compatibility and this is so not only are you offering that now be one thing if you said we're shutting down these stores everything is getting pushed over to ps5 you want these games you want this stuff go over to ps5 and play it obviously that's not the case so sony they got some uphill battles now i've heard it speculated around that maybe this is just their time to lose because you know According to, you know, mass thought, you know, popular thought, um, Xbox jumped in the game versus the PS2 and the GameCube for this. Basically, what they they kind of left Nintendo out because we all know Nintendo's king. I, I don't know why we, we even <laughs> act like that. But anyway, Xbox was a little bit. It wasn't quite as good as the PS2. So they say. And then 360 beat out PS3. And then mm-hmm. people, the widespread thought is the PS4 be beat out the Xbox One. Maybe, obviously, now with Game Pass and all that, it's just their time to lose, I guess, or whatever. But that's an interesting thought because now Sony, which is, you know, the powerhouse, the, the giant, now they they seem a little bit on their heels now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Game Pass right now, like, they, it seems like not only do they have no answer for it, it seems also seems like they don't want to. It seems like they don't want to go that route with PS now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like they just don't. X. Well, like, like I have said multiple times on on the pod, Xbox don't care about right competing with PlayStation when it comes to consoles. PlayStation cares about selling consoles. Right. Xbox care about cloud computing. That's what they want. That's the, what they're pushing towards. That's why they putting a lot of their stuff on. Game Pass because Game Pass can be used on multiple platforms outside of the Xbox. Right. They thinking in the to the future. They thinking of how to touch every child that they can. A person that love video games. Period. Not just children, but anybody that like video games. Imagine. Well, don't imagine you can literally uh, play your Xbox 
wherever you go. Now, like literally, I keep my tablet on me in my little bag because I can play my Xbox wherever I want on that thing, on my tablet. Right. If I have my controller, I can just play it. If I if, is, they have a little connection that you can play, uh, uh, the you know, on your phone with it. And I know PlayStation have an app that you can do that too, but it's different when you can actually do, it's actually like a console on your phone or your right. tablet versus you just playing what's streaming from your PlayStation on your screen to your thing. Like, you get what I'm saying? No, yeah, yeah. And that's so, what they're trying to do. I think this is interesting as hell. Something to keep an eye on. I mean, glad for those who have Vitas and still rock with the PS3. I think that's cool. But um, I think this is much of a lar- larger issue they're facing because you can clearly see the flip-flop. You know what I mean? It's it's prevalent. Like You can see clear as day that they're like, making decisions quick and all of a sudden the backlash now they're going against it. And that's something they usually don't do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a fact. But yo, let's move on to uh, the next topic. And you briefly touched upon it, but Xbox, I mean, the X cloud is coming to iOS starting tomorrow. Now you've been a big proponent of X cloud. You want to briefly tell everyone what's it about? All right, so the Xbox Cloud is exactly what it sounds like, right? Is is just think your computer cloud, but I mean your phone cloud, right? So let's let's make it more simple. Let's say it's your phone cloud on your phone. You know how when you store uh, pictures on your phone, you can put it on the cloud and you can access that on any device that's connected to the cloud, right? Right. It would be similar to that. So let's say. Imagine that I'm playing Xbox and I download, uh, since we like to talk about Outriders, since we've been talking about that today, let's say I download Outriders yep. on the Xbox Game Pass, and then I back I back it up onto the cloud. So now it's not only on my X, not only is it on my Xbox, but now it's on the Xbox cloud backed up. So anything happened to my Xbox, I have it on the cloud. Right. But not only that, but if I go across seas or wherever I go and I I don't want to bring my Xbox, I can access what's on my Xbox through the cloud. Mm. All right. Yep. So that's the beauty of it. So I could download it to let's say I want to play on my friend's game and he don't have it. I could access my cloud and I could put it on his thing and it'll be easier than doing, you know, all the other tips and tricks you got to do to share your games with your friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's it. Now, I want to make this clear that it's not fully launched tomorrow. It's just testing on iOS and PC starting tomorrow, but this is a step in the right direction now. xCloud is something that's gained steam, then it's some, something that is not, it's not like a myth that like, oh, they might do it. They move in full, full forward with this. Like, we've you said from the first episode of the show that Xbox, they were looking towards the future. And as tech develops, they seem to be cutting edge with it. You know what I mean? Like this is some, something that is, I think, huge and on, on on its way. I think it's dope being able to, you know, basically 
stream games, yeah. stream full games over at the internet on your iPhone or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's, mm-hmm. I think that's, yo, that's, that's big, man. Like basically, um, right now it's select in- invites basically to Xbox game pass members. Another perk. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know how we rock with game pass, but I mean, I'm gonna check if I got it. You know what I mean? We, we, we if you yeah. got it, you should check. Cause like, yo, check, check your messages today. Right. Like the, and like the only thing you need besides the device itself, of course, is a compatible Bluetooth or U- USB controller. Basically, an Xbox controller will work. A PlayStation 4 controller will work. And there's about 50 games you'll be able to play starting tomorrow. Facts. I think, yo, that's dope. Or Plus, it, it will also have custom, like, touch yeah, controls. Yeah, turn it down a little bit for Basically, me. if you're using your phone touchscreen. So, like, yeah. yo, like, this is something that, like, obviously, you know, I'm not too well versed on because there hasn't been a lot of info out there, but I think the potential of it is like in, in, endless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm only speaking on potential too. Like they when they spoke about it on the E3, well, in the in, in the, yeah in the E3, uh, and the other I forget the other uh, video game conference that they spoke on this about. They didn't really speak on it too much besides just right. the potential of it. So everything I'm speaking on and that we talking about is just the potential of what it could do, but the the ideas of what it's possible it's kind of endless when you think about it because uh the cloud is con- can connect to right. any device yeah man yeah. so check your messages let's see if 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 you if, 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 and if you're listening to this and you got one please let us know and obviously if one of us got one we'll talk about our experience with it but for right now let's let's jump over to the last piece of news we got and get your salt out because apparently this dude right here, salty. The day is gone, director, and his name is John Garvin. Had an interesting quote for us gamers, those who love to play games. And that Sheesh. quote is, and this is because this podcast is uncensored. <laughs> here we go. If you love a game, buy it at fucking full price. I repeat, if you love a game, buy it at fucking full price. And then he went on to say, I can't tell you how many times I've seen gamers say, yeah, I got that on sale. I got it through PS plus, whatever. Now, his argument is that, you know, if you buy the game at full price, you're showing direct support for those who made and developed the game. You're max. You're helping them maximize profit, you know. And he went on to say, you know, basically, well, this is not a quote for him, but basically, if you went out and got Days Gone at full price, you know what I mean, and the profits and stuff were high and maximized and maxed out, potential for these games like Days Gone to have sequels would be, you know, more prominent. When I read this, 
Oh my god! I said I I let out a huge sigh. Then I actually just started bursting out laughing. Like I just started like blatantly laughing, man. I was like, "Yo, how you gonna tell us as we're still in a pandemic, <laughs> like coming off to, to to buy games at full price?" Knowing damn well, and now of course he didn't name Xbox Game Pass, of course, but knowing the success of Game Pass, he's probably fearful that obviously with PS Now that they're going to try to push that. How the hell are you going to stay buy it at full price? That's that's exactly like bro. What's going on? He's scared, shaking his boots. Yo, can, can uh, I? Yeah, is, 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 can I jump? Well, first I want to say, how about you just make a better right. game, right? Now let's be real here, right? Because I'm I'm not trying to be uh, disrespectful or right. mean, even though that's how it came off. But hey, the truth hurts sometimes, right. right? Now let's use God of War for example, okay? God of War been out for I don't know how long. Matter of fact, let's not even use the new God of War for example. Let's use the first God of War. For example, right now, if you go into the store, any store looking for that, I bet you will not find it on sale. Right. You know why? Because it's a great game. Great games values don't go down. If you go look for a Mario game, that is great, like a dope one, even the original one or Mario 64. Right. That game went up in price, actually. Right. Didn't go down. Right. Okay, let's use this year God of War. Been out for a minute now. Yep. That game didn't go down. Okay. Now you could probably say, look, Grant that photo went down, but Grant that photo got so many in-game uh uh purchases you could get. They got so many freaking uh DLCs you could buy. Like they can afford to do stuff like that. And they just kind of keep trying to push it out because it's been out for eight years. But if you look at a game like since we're talking about Days Gone, which is like a, a kind of a, like a story mode kind of game, you gotta compare it to other story mode kind of games. So that's why I'm using a game top tier like God of War, right? You may think it's not fair, but it is because God of War is so great, they price won't go down. Right, Crash Bandicoot just came out; they price is still is still normal. Right, you might find that on sale, but like. That's because after a while, it kind of go down. Like, you get what I'm saying? No, I got you, yo. But if it was a great, great game, it, the price just stays the same. And for those who, who may be wondering what I was when I first heard this, GameSpot gave Days Gone a 5 out of 10. Now, I played Days Gone. I'm going to say I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. It's just not my type of game. But So I didn't like it, but it got a 5 out of 10. Metacritic gave it a 71 out of 100 so i mean i thought the game was okay at best and that could be why he was upset and maybe he didn't get a sequel i guess or whatever i don't know what's going on but the I, the one piece that i found very interesting if all else because obviously this is some straight up bullshit bs crap whatever you want to say the interviewer basically asked how would buyers know if they love a game before they even played it Mr. Garvin, who is a game director, and you know, I get it. Shout out to him. I I can't even fathom how much it takes to make these games. But I will uh-huh. say his response was, I'm just saying, you don't. 
But don't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if it wasn't supported at launch. Okay, so to re- retort <sighs> to that, right? Now, every game don't, don't get supported at launch, but as people play it, if it's good, now see, we so we have to keep going back to the quality of the game, right? Because even if because the reporter asked a, 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 a good question. It was nothing wrong with the question. Like, if people don't know the game, right, if it's not advertised really well, how do they know if right. they should spend the $60 on it, right? They're going right. to ask their friends who spent the $60. They're going to look at people who spent the $60. And if the game don't look good, it, if it ain't getting good reviews, people not going to spend the money. That's why you didn't get the sequel. It's not because people didn't want to gamble on your game. It was because it didn't get good reviews. Other people that right. actually spent the money on it thought it was a waste of their money or they thought it was a mediocre game, which in turn is a waste of your money. Nobody want to pay $60, $70 for a mediocre game. And, f- and now I'm not going to even go off the critics because we all know that critics is not always right. Critics get it wrong. So right. yeah, they people too. But the world, the consumers, they don't. <laughs> and your game is not being consumed the way you like because it ain't as good as you think it is. And that's right. just a that's just a harsh reality, like, man. And John Garvin, like I'm and I mean this with all due respect, like, do you not realize that gaming is still a luxury? To go out and drop $60, $70 on a video game that you don't know if you're going to like it or not. You could read all the reviews. You could watch the trailers. You can do all the research. Exactly. You're not going to know if you like the game until you play it. Long gone are the days are of Blockbuster where you could just go rent it and see if then you like on. it and then go buy it. Those days are gone. A lot of these games as you notice, don't have demos. They may have a beta way before, but most games don't even have that. If you want to, if you look up the percentage of games that have betas and uh, demos, they're actually very, very, that's actually a very small you percentage of all the games out there. <laughs> because so for you to say, if they bomb on that joint. Well, right, right, right. Right. For example, Cyberpunk. Say what you want about it. But the fact that that game is not even sold on the Sony store right now because they pulled it because of all the bugs and stuff. Imagine if they came out and said, well, y'all should have paid $70 for it. No. One thing I do know is I doubt people ever, and I mean ever, have a problem paying 60 50 60 70 dollars for god of war people buy call of duty every single year because they like it call of duty has never had a problem and call of duty have had some bad games they've had some really bad games in my opinion they've never Mm -hmm. had a problem getting a sequel so for you to for you to sit there and say the problem is people not buying a game at full price knowing that the success of game pass and what people and seeing that gamers are excited about it i understand you have a business and again i don't understand what it takes to make these games so i so major props to to you 
But that's Absolutely. very, very tone deaf. Because, for example, if Days Gone came to Game Pass, I might check it out. Because when I initially played it at a friend's house, I didn't like it. But who knows? Maybe I didn't give it as much chance. But if it came to a Game Pass, or if I saw it in a $10 bin at a GameStop or Walmart, I may be inclined to check it out. But I promise you this. At full price, I will never buy that game. And that doesn't even say that's not even saying your game is trash. So don't so don't mistake it for that. Game. I'm just saying, I'm not paying full price for a game that I'm not sure. The games that I buy, right. The games that I buy are games that I I like the franchise. I know for a fact I like it. I bought MOB the show, even though it was on Game Pass, but I didn't know at the time. But even if it wasn't, I would have bought it because I played all the other ones and I think it's worth that price. To get it when it first can come out. God of War, same thing. Call of Duty, depending on what year, same thing. Certain games, if I don't know much about it, I'm not going to just go out and shelve out money. You can't ask that. And then if your game bombs or it, it, do, it doesn't do as well, maybe that's why the game didn't get a sequel. Who knows? But don't put that back on us as the game gamers. Hey, I got a game like that right now in my library. Right. It's called like, Anthem. <laughs> that was historically trash. Right. Right. Space sixty dollars because the cause it looked good on, on a trailer. Me and my boys, all of us, all of us grabbed it because we was gonna be squad up four in a squad, dope. You could fly around like Iron Man. It was straight garbage. Right. We played an hour a piece of it and it's sitting there. So, like, come on, dude. Yeah, man. Like, yo, I'm just saying, bro, at the end of the day, there are certain games that are worth the price at launch. And there are certain games that are worth the $10 Ben at a game store. It's always been that way. This is nothing new. And it kind of seems like his problem is not going away. Because with Game Pass becoming as big as it is, guess what? Now people aren't going to be buying the game at all. It's just subscriptions. So if that's the case, and let's say you take the stand of saying, Uh I'm not going to allow my game to be on on these services, guess what? You're going to lose that battle anyway because people aren't just going to play it. So at the end of the day, maybe you need to take a look at the game you made. And for those who are fans, cool, that's great. You have fans of that game. But guess what? If that's the case, you're preaching to the choir because they paid full price for the game. Don't be upset because all of a sudden, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yo, that's crazy, yo. You know what I'm saying? Yo, like, yo, that that is absolutely yeah. crazy. That's like a, like, days gone, days gone, like, uh, at the end of the day, it wasn't no big, big game. It wasn't, it wasn't Call of Duty. It's not a 2K where everyone's you like, I gotta run out and Get that game? No, man. This seems to me like this is classic. Like this dude put everything into this, and then it just didn't do what he expected it, and he just taking his frustration out on the right. consumers. And is not is not that. Just go back to the drawing board, like start again. Do go do something different, and it might stick. Don't be mad. Don't come at us because now <laughs> you are gonna have a target on your whole studio back. 
Like you feel me? And and instead of people right. looking at your next game with with eyes of like uh, uh of objectiveness, they're gonna be looking at it like, yo, I don't like that mug. So he, if it even look wrong, let that shade of red be two tones too dark. I'm giving that dude a two out of ten or so. You feel me? Like he just put the wrong. He just I don't know. Is that that wasn't it? The way he went about it. Word and like and let's say for whatever reason or whatever something happens and they do get you know what I mean a um sequel. I may check it out on Game Pass. <laughs> like, like, like yeah, like I'm not even trying to troll. But that's where I, the games I play now, that's why I play them because I have the luxury to be able to go in and install them instead of spending hundreds and hundreds and eventually thousands on games that I may not like. I'm a game collector. So at the end of the day, I plan to have these games, but guess what? Majority of games I have in my collection, there's only a very small percentage that I got day one at full price. And those are games that I deem are worth it. So again, Maybe it's marketing on how the game was marketed. Maybe it's reviews that came out because they were mixed a mixed bag. Maybe it was bugs, glitches, who knows? But at the end of the day, I know what it's not. And that's not the fault of the gamers who now are in a pandemic. But even before that, they got to go to work. They got to pay bills. They These people aren't rich and they're playing your games or they're buying your games. They're buying your games for their kids. They get it however they can. It's not like exactly. they're going out and bootlegging it like they did back in the day or even now. You're getting paid from these games because they're still buying them. That's the case. Like you, like Tsunami Wave said, Mario, I mean, Super Smash Brothers Melee, any retro game store you go to, the game is at least $50. Newsflash, that's the price the game launched at when it launched on the Nintendo GameCube in 2001. It never lost its value. You can't. You never went to a game, a GameStop, and, and it's very rare you see a Mario title on sale. In fact, when it goes on sale, it's usually on the eShop, and that's a big deal. Like, yo, this is crazy to me, yo. Like, well, yo, I'm done with this. And the eShop Look, man, is I Nintendo hope, shop, so it ain't really sequel. a sale, right? Right. No, we and don't. I, we don't know, want another five out of ten game. Do you're looking different. for, but guess no. what? No, if it, we don't. If it does, but check the no. But check this out. E, even if it does, guess where a lot of fans who were were maybe ant on the last one. Guess how they're going to get to check out your sequel when it's on when it's on sale. Yeah. 10, 15, 25 dollars or on a game pass, and then if they find it's good and it's a lot better, guess what they could do. Hype up the game, get great reviews, and then guess what? Next time around, people might be willing to pay full price for it. Works. That's simple as that. <laughs> Yo, let's move on to topics, man. Like, uh, yeah, we, go we first spent this week, too much man? time on this dude. This- uh, yeah, I, I'll go to my topic. Cause my topic <laughs> is pretty short and sweet. Um, I ain't gonna read no articles okay. this time because it ain't too much information on this topic. It's just a headline, you know what I'm saying? But it's a good headline, some good right. news. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Stratus Revenge, if anybody is familiar with that title, a classic arcade game from back in the days, it will be, uh, coming to 
the Nintendo Switch and the PC. There's no release dates on the game. It's when it's dropping for either console, but uh, it, it's coming soon. So I'm excited about that. Jay, how you feeling, man? How you feeling about that news? Yo, I'm excited. Yo, I love the Ninja Turtles, bro. And the fact that again, game, <laughs> I feel like like. I feel like games like that and IPs like that, you know what I mean, are perfect for the Nintendo Switch. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be dope to play mm-hmm. it on anything. Don't get me wrong. But, like, on the Switch where I could just pick it up and go, you know what I mean? Like, because the reason why I say perfect for the Switch is because things like that, they have, they although they do look great, in my opinion, it's more about how fun they are to play. So it don't have to be 4K, mm-hmm. 60 frames per second and all that. I don't care about that. Most of my favorite games I've ever played mm-hmm. probably to most people would look like crap. You know what I mean? So I don't care about that. But yo, I, I can't wait, man. I, yo, when you sent me this, man, I was reading. I, I, was, just, I was just hyped because now I'm going to be honest. I've never played a bad Ninja Turtle game, bro. I never did. You know what I mean? I've always loved them. So... I'm, I, you can even say I'm biased on this, but like, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm, no, I can't, I can't, I can't I'm think one either. I'm, I'm thinking hard. Right, I'm thinking hard. I can't, I can't think of an Ninja Turtle game that was that was bad. And I don't remember a Ninja Turtle game yeah, that I so, didn't I play. Mean, yo, so, right, right, yo. So like, yeah, no, I'm man. looking forward to mm-hmm. you know what? Uh, does they have a release date yet or not? No, no, there's no, there's no release date for either Nintendo Switch or PC. Okay. I don't, whatever. When we get it, we get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool with that. But it is, it is rumored to be released this year. So if I had to guess, I'm going to say that it will be released sometime around Christmas season. Okay. So take that how you will. Smart. Right. All right. Cool. 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 So, you want to jump over to mine? Yes, sir. Your topic turn. Yeah, my short and sweet topic today is your turn. Yeah. Mine is short, short of a question. Now, when I first wanted to get the PS5, I said I'd get it around the time the show dropped. And of course, the show announced it was going to. Xbox. So I was like, all right, I still want the PS5. What's going to be the first game I want to get for it? And then I saw the trailer for Deathloop, and I thought that game looked amazing. And then it got pushed back, and then now it got pushed back again. Right now, the only reason why I'm the only reason why I'm bringing this up because again, I don't got a PS5 yet. So to be honest, I really don't care that it got pushed back. Although I will say, the reason why it got pushed back was garbage because they kind of said, you know, they wanted to make sure that was a fun experience for players. Now, one can say, well, isn't that a good thing to prevent something like a cyberpunk happening where it's buggy and stuff like that? On the other hand, it's like, where were these precautions before? You know what I mean? The game was supposed to release in November. So when did you start working on this game? You know what I mean? And now it's getting pushed back till September. So that's what I'm saying. Wait. So now the reason why I'm bringing this up, got, got, that is a huge pushback from sep- from yeah. November of this year all the way to September of next year. 
September of no, no, no. The game was supposed to drop damn, damn near as a launch title with the PS5. It's supposed to drop like late November, December of this past year. And now it's getting pushed back to September from, I believe it was supposed to drop in May. And now it got pushed back till September. That don't seem like glitches and bugs. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's like now the reason the whole game has got to be made over. Now the reason why I brought this up, the reason why I brought this up is one of my friends who has a PS5 was looking forward to this game big time. So much so he was going to try to pre-order this game, right? And I told him, and mm-hmm. I just had a feeling. I was like, I would just hold him flat out. And I know this is going to sound weird because I said I pre-ordered the show, but the sports games are different because we know they're coming every year. You know what I mean? But yeah. I told him, I was like, when it comes to, to like these AAA games like that, I don't pre-order them no more simply because they get pushed back or they don't turn out to be what, what they are. In fact, if Outriders, and I did want to play, play that game big time, if that didn't come to Game Pass with all the news about the server problems, I can't say I'd be playing it now. You know what I'm saying? I would have waited. So do you think with these with these um you know with how they push it back and stuff like that and they postpone it and all that that's gonna start to kill off the pre-order business for the games. Because for example, I stopped pre-ordering it for a reason. I had Cyberpunk pre-ordered and then when it was de- delayed for the second time I canceled my pre-order and I've never bought the game only because when it, when it dropped and I heard about yeah. all the bugs I was like okay cool I, I don't have to buy it now do you think this is going to be a problem and do you think this is going to affect the way that pre-orders work for these games Um, nah I don't think so because pre well, when it comes to pre-order, right? Pre-order can always get you get people with the early access thing. So, with that alone, pre-order is okay. going to be fine. Um, but also, we got to just look at the mentality of people in general, right? Um, most people want to be the the first. You look at just look on YouTube, right? Go to YouTube, look at a random video. Yep. Or you go to your favorite streamer and go to their stream when they first get on. You're going to see people in there going first, 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 because people just got to yep. be the first. They got to, they want to be the first. Right. All right. That's just something that's right. in us. I don't know what it is. That's in a lot of people. I'm not going to say in everybody, but in a lot of people, most people want to be first. So just being able to say right. that I was able to play the game on Saturday, Friday, like you was able to say, most people go on pre-order just to be able to do that. Um, so that that ain't going to kill it. But um, as far as these games with their dates, I feel like they need to be a little bit better calculated with that because they know what their games look like when they give us the release dates. They know these games is not going to be ready. They know that they're they making they giving themselves excuse me too tight a deadline. You know what I'm saying to make, and I don't right. think that they should do that because this is taking away the interest for the actual game, right? So, like for your 
uh, your your case for example, right? You it didn't kill your 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 itch the the pre order games. That didn't kill that. It killed your interest in right. the game. Period. Right. You didn't even go buy the game after that. Even after they fixed the bugs, because they fixed the bug. It took them about a month, but they did fix the bugs. Even after they yeah. fixed the bugs, you still didn't go buy the game. It killed your interest in the game. Period. Right. So that's really what. The pushing back, keep pushing back and keep pushing back, need to worry about killing the interest and the buzz for their game. And that's why I said they need to be a little bit more calculated with how they go about their deadlines and saying, you know, pushing out dates because like you just lose something. You may forget more than you before you lose interest because you just stop, you know, keeping yeah, up with it. It's just, it's just too much to keep up with, you know? So that's my opinion on that. Yeah, I mean, my worry, my biggest worry with with that is like, for example, sports games. Again, I don't really pre-order sports games. The show was only because it was coming to Xbox for the first time ever. But I don't pre-order games like that simply because I'm now. I mean, more. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit more patient now than I was when I was younger. So if I the game came out, I pre-ordered mm-hmm. it because I wanted it now like outriders if that again if that game was not on game pass i'd probably be buying it this week because i've i've, I've already heard how dope it was i i did hear about the server problems but i hear that you know it's not that you're going to run into them so i'd be buying the games now i've heard about outriders for a long time now but i did i wasn't going to pre-order it because i ain't gonna lie i thought the game was gonna get pushed back because now it seems like they all do now i know to say they all do is exaggerating but that's how it feels like the only thing you could truly bet on is like as, yeah. as i used to say sports games wrestling games they come every year but what also perked my mind up last year there was no new wrestling game because guess what the 2k 20 was so glitchy, buggy, and problematic. They skipped an entire year, and now they just announced 2K22 is coming out. See what I'm saying? I I now 2K20 before the show was the last game I pre-ordered the wrestling game because I wanted to get the as you said the special characters and the early access and all that and whatever. When I play that game, bro, I legit said I'm never pre-ordering a game again. Now I broke that because of the show, but I'm not like I'm not like I'm not joking. Like shooters, stuff like that, I'm not pre-ordering. Like no, I'll, but you just I'll wait you, until the DLC. My point, though, you get what no, you play right, because right. you, it's not I, about the pre-order. I you. It's about the game. <laughs> every every game you go into, right. you, you say I didn't want to pre-order it. Because I didn't like the game, but I pre-ordered this, so it ain't about the pre-order. It's the game. The game is this terror. If it's the, no, if the game you, ain't worth the pre-order, it, it's made me a lot more skeptical. Upset. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, also, I, I like, want to say this. Curious. To, what's his name? My man, Jim Ryan. Oh, hold on. I wanted to say something, to my CEO boy, of, my boy uh, Jim Ryan from from Days Gone. No wait, what's do from days? Oh no, gone? no, that's I forget, John. I forget his name. Garvin, John Garvin, John John Garvin. My bad, Jim. This for John, okay, Mister John Garvin. Did you hear my boy say he was going to get Outriders this week, regardless if it came out on Game Pass or not, because he heard the buzz around it. 
That is what sells the games. Right. Because if there was he was right. he would not have purchased Outriders if it wasn't on Game Pass because of everything said beforehand. The buzz came out from people right. that was brave enough. He would have got it. That's 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 all we was trying to say before. No disrespect, just a little little knowledge from you know. Must right, yeah, man. Yes. So that's all we got for industry news. Got a little fired up during that segment, which is always great. <laughs> but uh, yo, let's move on to yeah. uh you know one gotta go game versus but this time I'm actually gonna kind of mix game versus along with a question. And this is for tsunami okay. wave. And if you're listening to this, hit us up on IG at Pastor Sticks podcast and let me and let us know your answer what are your two favorite basketball games of all time and then narrow that down and pick <laughs> oh why would you do that <laughs> alright so you know what in the spirit of making this even harder I'm going to pick my favorite 2k and then I'm going to pick my favorite live okay and then I'm gonna pick my favorite out of both. That's, okay, all right. That's exactly so, what um, I'm. I'm gonna start with live because, so. uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna start with live because you know I kind of grew up with live and kind of fell off off of the live bandwagon in '07. Yep. So I'm more into 2K, and that'll take me a little bit longer. So my favorite live is um '06 live. NBA Live 06, that's okay. when they was able to do like the high flying dunks and you was able to switch between um what kind of character you 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 know what kind of uh specialty you wanted to be so you could like you could switch between uh shooters and dunkers. Yep. You know, you had to do that in order to use their special mood, their special uh abilities on the court. So it was like it was like a it was right. it was dope because it was a simulation game, but it made you feel like you was more than human when you took control of these uh players. So I enjoyed a live oh six because of that. Um that was my favorite live. Now my right. favorite two K um is a little different. I spent a ton of time on thirteen, but I really, really enjoyed um sixteen. Two K sixteen. Um okay. as far as the the just the the vibe with the homies and just being out uh getting dubs killing everybody um so yeah i would say those are my two favorite basketball games of all time uh 2k16 and live 06 um out of the two you would be su- uh surprised with my answer. matter of fact no no i'm a, i'm switching back and forth but I gotta go with 2K, and not because of popularity reasons, only because of the of of what that game uh, was to me at the time. You know, as far as uh, a, an escape, and it was like, you know, uh-huh. I was away from my friends and family, and that kind of brought me back into that mode with them. And I was able to play with some of them on a the game and talk to others while I was playing with someone game. So, uh, 2K. Uh, 16 was yeah there you go that's the winner right there okay okay so 
because I was gonna break it down between uh, live and 2K as well. Um, third would have been uh, NBA Jam, which obviously is a little different, but that's one of my favorite games of all time. But so I'm gonna start with 2K. My favorite one for that is NBA 2K11. Um, just when I first saw the trailer and they had Jordan's intro theme and he came out, he was a cover athlete. Cause as you know, he was missing from majority of the games. And I was like, one of the first things I yeah, wanted to I mean, do yeah. was I wanted to take Jordan's bulls as you see, you know what I mean? And put it against the, the Kobe Shaq Lakers. So things like, you know what I mean? Think, think, things like that. And I, I played, mm. that's one of the only games I can ever say. I played with the retro teams as much as I played with the current teams. You know what I mean? And of course, I also yeah. did, you know, retro and current. So I had Jordan playing against LeBron and things like like that. I thought that game was special. In fact, I will say full disclosure, I like NBA 2K21. Don't get me wrong. I like it a lot, especially on obviously next gen, of course. But I still play 2K11 all the time. You know what I mean? I just thought, especially the uh, moments mode with... Jordan, where it's like score sixty one or score fifty five in the Garden. Michael Jordan mode. So that game, I love that game. Um, actually, I love that game so much. I actually got it for PS three and three sixty. But um, so that's my favorite two K of all time. NBA Live toss up between NBA Live two thousand five and NBA Live two thousand eight. 2005, as you guys know, was the first one to have the dunk contest, All Star Weekend, the three point contest. I thought that, yo, I thought that was yo, bro. Talking about Friday that night at the crib, dunk contest. You know what I mean, bro? Word. That's but that's right. As a basketball after game, six for me. Right. As a basketball game, I got to go with 08. I still, I, I, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I still think 2000 NBA Live 2008 is the most complete basketball game. I mean, I know fans, I mean, 2K fans can be like, nah, because 2K, it always did have the better presentation and simulation. But NBA Live 2008, the way they used the post, the post moves, the pick and roll, and that, and as you said, that started, it really started in 2000. 2006, you know what I mean? When they started to add more mm-hmm. elements of bad basketball into it. But in 08, I remember at the time I used to play, I used to play with the Spurs in that game just with, just the way and like to use the ball with the pick and roll with Parker and kick it to um Manu or throw it down to Tim in the post. Bro, like I played that game as mm-hmm. if like I was like a basketball coach, you know what I mean? Like I was so like and where with basketball games, I'm usually you know, I'm a play, I'm gonna have fun and whatever. I mean, I'm still gonna try to compete. That game, I was so I was going, I was going harder, and like, I was playing online. You know what I mean? Like I didn't care. Like I was like, I thought I was gonna be the best in the world in that game. So if I had to pick between the two, and unbiased, by the way, I still play that game too. So if I had to pick between the two, I, I'm actually going. I'm actually gonna go with. NBA Live, man, like just because if I want to sit down and play a basketball game, if I'm not playing 2K21 for the graphics and the way it looks, I'm probably playing Live 08. I ain't gonna lie. The only time I play 2K11 yeah. is if I want to do like LeBron versus Michael or something, or I want to do his um 
the Jordan mode. Nike so Jordan I got to go with Live 2008. Shout out to Live. 2K got the crown now. Obviously, they've had it for a long time, but don't forget about Live, y'all. Go, go back and check out those NBA Live games, man. It was special. Yeah, especially 06, 08, and 05, those three games we mentioned because those was the top tier of the, the franchise to us. Um, right. So, yeah, go check that out on our, you know what I'm saying? 06 is, or, to me, is something to get used to. So you won't just be in there going and go crazy. You got to get used to right. it a little bit. And by the way, the first play. time I saw live 06 on the 360, first time I saw live 06 on the 360, oh, my God, bro. That was like the most real looking game I've ever seen in my life, bro. <laughs> hey, um, with the Rockets on that uh, game, yo, that's all we got for this week, me. y'all. Oh my god, bro! The Rockets was ill. Yo, the Rockets <laughs> was ill. Of course, uh, Miami was ill too. Of course, but yo, <laughs> but yo, that's all we got for this week, guys. Yo, if you like what what you hear, even if you don't, tell a friend to. Tell a friend to check your boys out. Um, shout out. Everybody stay up. Peace and positivity. I stole that from Tsunami Wave. That's his punchline. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I made it a hot line. He, he made it a hot song. You feel me? <laughs> I made it, I made it right. a hot line. He made it a hot song, you know. But uh, peace and love to all my brethren out there. You know, all my all my wonderful people. Uh oh, no doubt, no. But yo, um, I'm Jay. That's tsunami wave. We out. Peace. <laughs>What's up, guys? It's Jay Brown from Past the Six Podcast. A lot of you have asked me, is it hard to start a podcast? My answer has always been, it can be. Equipment, cover art, finding an audience, all can be time and brain consuming. That's why we use Buzzsprout. In our opinion, Buzzsprout is the best and easiest way to start your podcast. From putting episodes out to the major platforms like Apple and Spotify, to marketing your show, all the way to tracking those podcast stats. Buzzsprout makes all of this not only easy, but fun. The behind the scenes of podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. Now it's time for me and Tsunami Wave to pass the sticks to you so you can start your podcast. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout. By following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know we sent you. It also gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and helps support our show. Thank you. And let's get on with the show.